0: Hey guys, good morning, let me pray for us and we're going to get started, all right? Father, thank you for these men that continue to rise a little earlier on Thursdays and uh, make their way here so that we can just encourage each other to experience the life that you intend for us. Lord, we're trying to be humble men who uh, fear you, who have a right understanding of your goodness and so we have a FOMO, a fear of missing out on all the beauty and the rightness of your way. And so we rise early, we study through the week, we meditate on scripture that we have memorized, and we live authentically before each other that we might encourage each other so that we can experience the life you wanted. This is not drudgery, this is the privilege to know you enough that we would, as I said, rise early and spur each other on. So thank you for these men, Father, bless them. Give them something now that would allow them to be conformed in the image of your son, the one who is... Um, Beautiful, the one who uh, is the desire of the nations. Make us like him by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're gonna talk about women this morning. And uh, let me just start by saying that uh, there is nothing in my life that has been as big of a blessing and as much a source of life genuinely to me as being yoked to a godly woman. Um, Other than obviously my faith in Christ, which has led me to have the kind of marriage that I do and choose the kind of woman that I did and to work hard, to have the relationship with her that I do, there is nothing in my life, all right? I know David said of Jonathan, your love to me is sweeter than that of a woman. I think uh, that's because David did not marry well. And I really do mean that. Um, He married more than once. By the way, some guys ask, how could David be a man after God's own heart if he did what he did in that Bathsheba act, that Uriah act? Um, Why didn't God judge David for having multiple wives? And I would just tell you, read the story of David. He did get judged for having multiple wives. And that's why he had to have a buddy. He said, you're better to me than the love of a woman. Now, David was um, encouraged by Jonathan's friendship, and we got to be encouraged by each other, but there's something magical and mystical about a relationship with a woman that is God intends it to be. Some guys have no idea what I'm talking about because they have not entered into marriage with a right understanding. They have not pursued the woman that God says they should pursue, and so they never understand the glory and the beauty of God's relationship. That doesn't mean I don't work really hard on my relationship with my wife. That doesn't mean there's some days that um, I wonder how I made this choice. But uh, I will tell you, there is nothing in my life that has been as much of a blessing as me taking as my bride a godly woman. There is also nothing in my life that has caused me as much pain and destruction and shame and guilt and defeat and sloth as the adulterous woman. And uh, there is a reason that when you study Proverbs, there is one subject that shows up more than any other, because it is a book primarily written to raise godly young men. Tremendous application for women, but this is a book primarily written for godly men, and the number one thing that takes us off our mission is when we get seduced by a woman that is less than God intends. Um, I told you, I think, the story before a long time ago that uh, when I took my oldest son to college, we were walking uh, across campus. He went up to Arkansas. And we're walking across campus during one of the freshman orientation times. And I mean, everywhere you looked, there was a little co-ed with her little 18-year-old body and her little you know, bouncy self running around that campus. And uh, I'm walking with Coop at one point. His mom and sisters were in front. I'm sitting there walking with Coop and there are girls everywhere. And... Uh, I just finally stopped and I put my shoulder on him, right? And there were two particularly cute ones probably walking in front of us. And I go, bro, let me just stop and ask you a question. I go, what do you, what do you think of when you see that? And uh, we've kind of laughed about this. He's, he's pushed back a few times, but you know he kind of gives me like, what, what are you talking about, right? I go, bro, I'm talking about that, all right? Those, all right? And um, and, and, and he just kind of, shrugged his your shoulders, like, I don't know. I go, well, you better figure it out quick, okay? Because if you don't think this way, it is going to ruin you. I literally, this, ha- this happened, I'm not making this up, all right? I said, let me tell you what you're supposed to think. And that is that charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Because if you follow that, that'll take you everywhere and anywhere and nowhere all at the same time. And so you just got to know there is nothing wrong with being attracted to beauty. There's nothing wrong with going someplace where there's a lot of beautiful women. But if you don't learn, if you don't convince yourself that that is a snare and a trap, you are not going to find life. So it's great if your uh, sweet, God-fearing wife is beautiful. I hope she is. But I want to tell you something, man. Bodies deteriorate, but persons develop. And you better find a woman who is committed to making her soul beautiful, or it will ruin you. And you better not follow the woman of folly, or it will destroy you like nothing else. Take it from your daddy. Look at Proverbs 2. I'm going to show you an interesting parallel here. Y'all remember what we talked about last week? What was the content of last week? What was the thing that we we um, said that God wanted us to work on if we're going to be the kind of man we want to be. Was that? Yeah, it was diligence. It was, it was not being slothful. Okay, let's just walk ourselves through. I'm going to show you how these three things relate. Uh, the guys that I'm with in my group, this week we had an assignment. Our assignment was to give a, a moment where because we live with FOMO, now some of you guys, I, I meet with a bunch of college and young adults, all right, So some of you guys go, I have no idea what FOMO is. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Anybody here over 50 who knows what FOMO is? What is it? Fear of missing out. You got it, baby. It's fear of missing out, all right? Good to have Urban Dictionary on your phone. So uh, FOMO, right? FOMO, fear of missing out. What I want to tell you, that goes back to the very first week we had. All right, the beginning uh, of, of, uh, of wisdom is a fear of the Lord. In other words, you've got FOMO with God. I don't want to miss out on any of the blessing, any of the goodness, any of the life that God intends for me. That's an appropriate understanding of fear. Therefore, I will be attentive to everything that he has for me. I'm going to be diligent to pursue him and not be slothful. I'm gonna get up early, I'm gonna memorize, I'm gonna meditate, I'm gonna surround myself with others who will spur me on, because God's way is the good life. And I don't want to miss out. That fundamental understanding will change your life. And I'm gonna tell you why the woman of folly will ruin you. Look at Proverbs 2. Now we we look at this um, and we think it's talking about, man, we gotta go to work, you know, but, but, but uh, and if we don't go to work, then we're going to just, you know, um, be punished. It's not that you're going to be punished because of your laziness in the sense that um, God's going to fire you. It's that you're not going to receive what you can only get when you diligently seek and master your flesh. And God wants you to prosper. And, and He has determined that the way that you're going to experience life is to seek it. And not to seek self. So let's just look at this. Watch. My son, if, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, if you'll make your ear attentive to wisdom, if, implied, you'll incline your heart to understanding, if you cry for discernment, in other words, be diligent here, if you seek for his silver and search for his hidden treasures, then, and only then, when you make it your purpose to do these things, will you, it says, discern the true beauty of the goodness of God's way, the fear of the Lord, and discover the knowledge of God, and what's implied there, all the blessing that comes with it, the riches and the honor and the life that comes with being God's man because you live God's way. Watch this, I'm gonna remind you of this, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. How you think about God is the most important thing about you, the way that young men prosper is that they've got a godly father who's there to coach them, admonish them, and steer them towards life and a young man that just goes my daddy has knowledge and understanding he's not trying to rip me off he's trying to make me his god's man now in high school in junior high 20 year old 30 year old 40 year old with your heavenly father this guy stores up sound wisdom um, or, or god stores up sound wisdom for the upright he's a shield to those who walk in integrity He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his godly ones. Watch this. When you live this way, you're going to discern righteousness and justice. This sounds like a superhero, right? Captain America. You want to be that guy that every woman goes, I wish there were more men like that. Noble, right? He's got a shield. He stands for justice and equity and righteousness. You knock him down, he gets back up. He's trying to make you a superhero. He's trying to make you a man that is above other men. That's what the word super means, right? Superman is, uh, the word super in Latin means above or beyond. So, so Clark Kent was not just an ordinary man. He was beyond other men. Stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, right? And could jump tall buildings in a single bound. Normal guys can't do that. If you look at what's going on here in Proverbs 2, he's trying to say, I'm trying to make you um, something other than what other men are And who wants to miss out on that? But keep watching. He preserves the way of his godly ones. Um, Let's see, verse 10. For wisdom will enter your heart, knowledge will be pleasant to your soul, discretion will guard you, understanding will watch over you. In other words, you're not gonna be uh, led away like a sheep to slaughter. Do you you remember the stories in Proverbs, if you've been reading them, about the wild woman what she does? She She just shakes her little booty, all right? Flips her hair, bats her eyes, Coos her voice, and like sheep led to slaughter. There go all the naive ones, right? There go all the weak men. Um, It says, "It'll deliver you. Wisdom will God's way from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, who says there's life where life can't be found." Verse thirteen: From those who leave the paths of righteousness to walk in the ways. that that are deceptive, they look like life, but they're not, the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil, and who rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked, and who are devious in their ways. Now watch this, without missing a breath, he's going to give the primary place that most guys experience this. And I'm gonna show you how this works. Verse 16, to deliver you from the strange woman, the woman that is not as God intended women to be, from the adulteress, Who flatters with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. This house, that chick's house, it sinks to death, and her tracks lead to the dead. None who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. Now, look, isn't this amazing? Because most of us think, boy, that's where the party is. And what your loving father is saying, just trust me, that is just a well-camouflaged hook. And it's gonna make you less than the man that God wants you to be. You wanna be uh, like a sheep led to slaughter? You wanna become a wretch? You wanna become below the average man? You wanna become Harvey Weinstein? Then you keep doing it. And by the way, let me ask you a question. Some of you guys, if you haven't been following the news at all with Harvey Weinstein, um, this is a guy that's lived high in the hog for a long time. This guy has run Hollywood like very few people ever have. This is a guy that's had his way for a long time. I don't know if you know this or not, but yesterday Harvey Weinstein's daughter dialed 911 and said, My dad is suicidal. And the police rushed over to his daughter's house. Uh, and here is this powerful man that has been reduced to a loaf of bread. But how many guys want to be Harvey Weinstein Hollywood? How many guys want to be rich and famous and have a bunch of FOHs on his phone? Friends of Harvey that he exploited and intimidated for his own sexual gratification. But that brother is coming to a not so happy end. Watch this. He says, I want to deliver you from that. The guy that leaves the companion, uh, the woman that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, that house leads to death. None who go to her will return again. 19. Verse 20. Listen, I want you, verse 20, to walk in the way of good men. See, guys, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm begging you, I'm begging me to believe this. God has our best interest in mind. He wants us to walk in in the path, not of goody-goody-two-shoes, all right? That's not what he's saying, of good men. I'm talking about noble men, the kind of guys that show up when it's dark and take care of evil, the kind of guys that aren't like Gomer Pyle, all right, there, I just lost 90% of the room. Um, (laughs) Like some stooge on duty that the smell of a chocolate chip cookie can have him leaving his post. That's a good man who will stay there, who will keep to the paths of rightness, righteousness. For the upright will live in the land. We're not gonna die. We're not gonna be like Harvey Weinstein who have um, a season of a bumper crop because wild blueberries grow. But then eventually, the, the, the reality is if you don't cultivate and take care of it, the famine's gonna hit. It says, but the wicked, they will be cut off from the land. The treacherous will be uprooted from it. Turn to Proverbs 9 real quick. Let me show you something. Um, Look at verse 13. Here it comes again. 65 times, we told you this week in your study, this woman shows up because it is the number one way that you will lose your diligence and begin to think that trusting after God is not a good thing because there's something else more life-giving. You fear, you FOMO the adulteress, the erection, the orgasm, the party. And you don't FOMO God. And it'll make you lazy. I'm going to show you how. Uh, look at verse 13. The woman of folly is boisterous. She's naive. She knows nothing. She sits at the doorway of her house and a seat by the high place of the city, calling to those who pass by. All the gomers out there. Gomer, over here. Right, And he'll just start walking because he's naive. He's not a man. He's mentally a little bit compromised. That's what Gomer kind of was. Just a doofus. All right. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, stolen water is sweet. Okay, now now that's kind of a strange phrase, right? Because um, it doesn't mean much to us. But in that day and age, what, what, what uh, where'd water come from back in that day and age? And don't say a plastic bottle, all right? Right, a well, where do you get a well? You dig it, you go to work. But if you're lazy, if you're a man of sloth, you just go take some other man's digging, all right? When you don't work for something and just steal it, they go, hey, that's sweet water, until the guy whose well that is comes to talking to you, right? Uh, bread eaten in secret is pleasant. You eat it in secret because you stole it, right? Like a mouse, you know, looking for the cat. That's not the idea there, that you want to live that way. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Now watch this, all right? Because remember, books of your Bible didn't have chapter and verse to it for a long time. So keep reading. The Proverbs of Solomon, again, a wise son makes a father glad. What daddy doesn't want his son to be a man, a good man, a noble man, who carries on um, the blessing of living wisely? But a foolish son, the one who can't help but be seduced by a wicked woman, is a grief to his mother. Ill-gotten gains do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. All right, now watch this. Here's the deal with pornography, boys. Women, and this is the the deal, by the way, not just with pornography, but just uh, today's day and age. I mean, I don't know uh, if you know, but the game has changed, man. It's just different. You don't even have to hardly be um, winsome anymore in bars. You just gotta buy a drink and look like you'll give that little girl who's starving for whatever reason Um, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of love. You just gotta be enough that she doesn't throw up on your picture when it pops on her iPhone. Just swipe right, and she's got you. And um, a lot of you aren't even making your way out to the bars filled with easy women, and they are easier and easier and fuller and fuller. But you're just sitting there, and you're just logging on to that illicit woman And you are finding yourself titillated and you're finding yourself attracted to this woman that isn't yours, that you didn't dig the well, that you didn't cultivate um, a loving and excited and passionate response from. She always says, yes, it doesn't matter what kind of man you are. She always desires you. You don't got to brush your teeth, shave your face, eat well. It doesn't matter how you look naked. You can have been in bed all day long, done nothing but burped on yourself and eaten Cheetos. And she's ready to let you get it on. And some of you guys have been reduced to a loaf of bread. You don't know how to be noble. You don't know how to win a, win a woman's heart. You don't know how to... Uh, uh, be a guy that lives for something other than you, and that is not a good man. That's what porn does, man. It lets you eat stolen bread. There's something about the way God designed marital sex where you appropriately have to work to have good sex in marriage. you got to be diligent. you got to be a guy that is honorable, that is kind, that is um, thoughtful, that is everything a man should be, so that you don't just elbow your wife in the dark about 11 o'clock and say, "Roll over." And a lot of guys go, "I don't think I want to do that, man. I'm busy. I'm about my own world. You know what I want to do? I want to sit there and watch the cowboys. I want to go my own way, and when I want a woman to desire me and look desirable, I'll take that stolen water. And that, boys is lazy. And that is damaging to your soul. And here's the thing, is you might just have a moment where you feel really good, but the second you're done, what are you doing cleaning up your mess? You feel weak. You feel embarrassed. You're eating your bread in secret, and you hope nobody saw you do it. Right? And God's saying, that's not the way I made you, man. you're missing out on what life is. And I want you to be men. And when you start to live with that woman and you make that your way, you are turning over your soul. You are destroying your marriage. You're making a decision about the emptiness and the vapidness that your wife is going to experience. It's going to probably cost you your family. And you're making a decision about who your God is. And there is nothing that destroys men like this woman, and she just isn't a prostitute anymore hanging out in the hills of the city. She is right there anywhere you want her, on your phone, like never before. And Proverbs is saying, man, guys, look, don't go there. Here's the deal. God's not mad at you because you look at porn. God is sad for you that that's the kind of man you're becoming, and he's just going, come on, guys. Let's not be men that eat their bread in secret and think that, how look at this, man. We can, get, we can get this without work. God says work is what makes you the man that he wants you to be and that you want to be. Work is not a curse. It existed before the fall. And so I'm just trying to tell you, do you see how this works together? What we've looked at so far, the fear of the Lord, diligence an amazing relationship with a live woman that delights to give herself to you and that you delight in and that she is the, the, um, she is the, 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 the woman that you're going to love, the world can watch the way Christ loves the church. Because the church isn't always beautiful, but Christ is committed there. Right, And your your wife, what's going to happen with the church if we're attentive is we become more and more a source of glory to God. And you watch a wife that is well-loved by a man over years and maybe the physical beauty changes, but that soul develops and there is nothing like a woman that has been well-loved and a man that has made her so. That is the strength of a country. That is the glory of children. And that is the um, picture that God wants the world to see. We go, that is right. You know what ain't right? 70 year old guys wearing pajamas who keep giving quaaludes to 20 year olds. And our world has somehow convinced a bunch of us that Hugh Hefner is more of a man than a guy who has lived the way that this book says you should live. Right? We fantasize about that guy. You wanna fantasize about something? You fantasize that your entire life You covenanted with a woman. You both sought God. You loved each other. Your family underneath you was secure. Your children are there. Your grandchildren are there. And it's not six sets of grandparents. And there is peace in the home. Get your eyes on that. And it's not going to happen if you follow the aroma and the cooing and the flipping of the hair. So, men, you decide. Are you that weak? Are you gomer that the very first little bit of distraction, you walk away from the post, or are you going to be a man? God wants you to be. All right? And I'm telling you, it's a blessing. Father, help us now as we go talk and encourage each other to be men. Help us not, Father, to be seduced in the ways that most men are seduced. We, we thank you that you're not mad at us that we see beauty, but you just say, hey, don't go there. Son, I know. I know it smells good. I know it looks good. I know it's enticing but children follow every passion. Men rule themselves, especially men with good daddy who tell them where life is. So let us listen. Lord, if there's any guy here addicted to porn, and I know there are many, I pray that they would just in their little circles right now just go, hey man, it's not just porn, I got got something going on the side here. Would you guys help me begin to unwind this? or maybe it is porn and guys I keep going there I do I treat my wife like there she's she said, I get mad at her cuz she's not like these other women who always say yes and I got to seek her forgiveness and become a man lord would you restore the things that we've lost cuz we haven't listened to you our loving father will you make men that are good that the world celebrates for the glory of our king jesus amen